You're listening to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. Welcome to this episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. My name is Matt Markstone. I'm the host of the show. And no matter where you are, no matter how you may be listening, whether this is your first time or you've been here before, thank you for making the show part of your day. I hope that you enjoy it. Now this week, uh, obviously, uh, Southampton and the rest of the Premier League and many leagues around the world are off on international duty. Um, and I am also off uh, on a trip with my family to Kansas for a wedding of my wife's cousin, and it's going to be great. And if you don't know anything about the United States, I live in California. Kansas is the middle of the country, um, and it's mostly flat. That's what I know about Kansas. Um, I also know that I have family who live there as a result of being married to my wife, and they are wonderful people, so it's going to be great. Uh, weddings are always a good time. So. Uh, I am off doing that. But before I left, I had the opportunity to speak with Emma Pinner, who plays forward or striker uh, for the Southampton Women's Football Club. And from time to time, I do get the opportunity to speak with players or coaches from the club. Um, I I support the club. Uh, I am a sponsor uh, for one of the coaches at the club. And it's been a wonderful experience for me over the past uh, two and a half or so years uh, to be able to to grow closer with with some of the people there, to be able to... uh, just appreciate the club to, to watch the club grow and to watch them succeed. And, uh, I am lucky enough now to be able to, uh, to talk to some of them. And, um, this week we have Emma Pinner. She's on Twitter at epinner seven. And, uh, we basically talk about her career. We talk about her injury that she had last year. We talk about the promotions, uh, and about last year, you know, not getting promoted. And we also take some questions from both from teammates and from listeners, uh, and, and so overall, it's a pretty good episode. Uh, but I do have to tell you, there were quite a few interruptions. Um, my recorder died in the middle. Uh, my daughter was in the middle of a sewing project. Uh, she kept coming in and asking for help. The dog was was being a nuisance. And and usually I would cut that stuff out. Usually I would just you know be able to just cut it out and we pretend like it didn't happen. Um, but it just felt right after talking to Emma to leave some of that in. So some of it's in, you get to hear some real life stuff that actually happens. Um, and you get to know why I normally record at, you know, 5am my time, because I don't want those things to distract from the conversation, but here, I don't think it does. I think it just gives you a little bit more of, of the conversation that Emma and I had. So, um, here is my conversation with Emma Pinner of the South Hampton women's football club. They are on Twitter at S O T O N women's F C. Uh, go give them a follow if you don't already. If you don't support, a women's football club in the Southampton area. Uh, I strongly encourage you to go ahead and support them and watch them. Uh, their schedule is in the links below on the website. So uh, thanks for listening. I hope that you enjoy the conversation and I'll talk to you at the end of the show.
So we'd like to welcome to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, Emma Pinner. Uh, Emma is a uh, a member of the Southampton Women's Football Club. Uh, I believe uh, she likes to lead the line and score um, all the goals. And according to all of her teammates, that is what she's good at as well. So um, Emma, you're on Twitter at epinner7, um, but welcome to the show and, and thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks for letting me come on. Oh, it's my, it's my pleasure. It's always it's always fun to be able to, to talk to to you and, and other team members about the club and about what's going on. And, you know, you've been through so many promotions the past few years and it's nice to, it's nice to just kind of look back on that and talk a little bit about you know, career and, and all that other stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Um, yeah. but I mean, I, I mean, we've talked for, what is it like, like 10 minutes right now, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, I know like, you know, nothing uh, about you. So, uh, and, and some of the listeners I would guess, uh, might not either. So if we can start with just some stuff about you before we get into to the football, is, is that, is that okay? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Let's go for it. Hopefully I get better at talking, uh, as we go <laughs> on. Um, so, I mean, you play, you live in Southampton or in the area. Um, you play for Southampton women's. Are you, are you originally from that area or what brought you to, uh, the Southampton area? So I'm not really from Southampton. So I originally sort of grew up in Hampshire um, near sort of Petersfield Way um, and I still live near Petersfield Way now so I sort of travel for travel to training and um, in games um, which usually takes like an hour I think okay. for me to get there but um, no I'm, I'm not really from Southampton that's, I went to university there and that's when I sort of um, found the team. Um, when you, when you travel to training, uh, what you have, you have to drive in or you have to take the train in or how does that, how does that work? Yeah, I, I drive in. Um, so train, yeah, training's usually sort of that hour journey for me. Um, but, and, and the games as well, sort of, um, 45 minutes to an hour away. So yeah, I, I luckily drive. Oh, okay. All right. I'll just say, well, I don't know. I'm sure going to the match would be, or going to training would be one thing on the train, but coming back might be, uh. I mean, people gave me dirty looks bit, when yeah. I was like, I had coffee and they were like, it's, I can smell it. And I can't imagine if I got on the train after I played, that would not be good. So, um, I mean, growing up in the area, did you, did you grow up supporting Southampton or did you support another team in the area? Or what about like your family? Did they, are they from that area as well? So my, um, my dad sort of supports Man U and one of my uncles sort of supports Chelsea, but no, we, we're not really from the Southampton area. So I only sort of started watching um them when they were on match of the day and um sort of things like that okay. but um we're the team that's probably closest to me would be Portsmouth oh so okay. it's a bit of a, a bit of rivalry yeah but, yeah um, well at least you don't I mean you don't support them right that's not like a not no a thing. no no, no I don't right. support them I, I, I wouldn't say that I actually support the team I just love watching all football I'll, I'll watch anything okay I, en- I enjoy football altogether is there a, has there been a particular team over the past maybe couple of seasons or, or that you really enjoyed watching like more than, than some of the others? And I, and I, I, I'll tell you like Man City last year was just a, a joy to watch a couple of years ago. It was Spurs, um, this year, uh, and last year a little bit too. It was, you know, watching Liverpool attack people has been, has been great. So, um, you can say any of the teams, I won't, I won't be upset. And it's probably not gonna be Man United cause they're playing like absolute garbage recently, but they are uh, playing awful. Yeah. But anybody, anybody has stand out that you, you, you know, or, or just a player maybe that you like? Oh, definitely. I I love watching Man City and I love sort of Liverpool's counter-attacking football. Um, both of those are brilliant for me to watch, especially the attackers that both teams have and that sort of speed um, that some of their players get forward with. 
Um, one of my play- like, like favourite players from last season was Kevin De Bruyne or Leroy Sané from Man City. Um, both both sort of good in different ways. Sané definitely with the pace, like that's something I would love to bring to sort of my game. Um, is that sort of pace and taking it round, taking people on, um, and he picks people out sort of from crosses. Yeah, it's uh, you, you look at some of those players, and sometimes I, I just think like, you know, which of these guys would be the the worst to try to just to defend, you know, and as yeah. I often play like left back or, or right back. And it's just like, I cannot imagine, you know, Sané running at me or anything else. It would be, I'd be terrified. Um, yeah. but luckily I'm, I'm old and I, won't, I don't have to worry about that. Um, so, I mean, if you grew up kind of with your dad supporting and your uncle supporting the, the, those kind of clubs, Man United and Chelsea, like when did you start to, to play yourself? Was it encouraged early on or did you have to kind of say like, Hey, I want to play or how did that come about? So it, it it did sort of come from some from family to begin with. My uncle used to play um, at a good standard when he was younger, um, and then he before he got really badly injured. Um, so he he saw they both sort of pushed me into into football, but mainly it was from sort of my he, an old head teacher at my primary school watching me play with some of the boys. Um, and he really, he really encouraged me to go and um, have a look at different teams. So the first team that he pushed me to go and have a look at was actually Southampton Saints okay. back in the day. And they were sort of the biggest, best sort of like youth outfit in the area for us um, that we could, we could get to. Um, so I, I went and had a look at their, that team. All right. Um, and then, I mean, from there, did you basically, was it just a, a, a constant thing then? It was just part of your, your life since then? Yeah. So I was always sort of that, that child that like, um, like you were saying earlier, could get sort of hooked on something and really take it on. Um, when I was younger, I used to sort of play like playground football, um, kickabouts with friends and stuff. Um, and I used to do that on the daily for years. So sort of never stopped playing football when it just sort of consumed my life. I mean, at that point when, even when you were playing like daily, were you, did you find yourself kind of like training for it almost like, like thinking about it? Cause sometimes I, I get stuff stuck in my head where, I mean, I play, it's literally you go and you pick up a Jersey, either an orange Jersey or you don't wear one. And then you, you just play. It's not, it's like not serious, but in my head, I can't, I can't just, I can't not work on dribbling like, you know, a couple of days before I can't not run my sprints and all this stuff. Did you find yourself doing that stuff or was it kind of just, you were able just to show up and just have fun or, or whatever? I think because I played so much when I was younger, I picked up sort of basic skills quite quickly. Um, and it's only until sort of the last five years, I've really started to work on like certain elements of my game, like outside of training where it's like dribbling and using my left foot, trying to get ball skills under control a bit better um things like that that's only in the last few years where i've really started to think actually i could push to go higher here but when i was younger it was all sort of fun and games um and i didn't really take into consideration like the well it didn't really cross my mind that i could play higher um but i was sort of one of those kids that didn't have much confidence in comparison to some others okay um so to me um I've sort of gained that confidence now um, and I can sort of, I feel like I can do more with it. 
when when did that change? When did you find that confidence? The confidence for me, the the main change has been when I started playing for Southampton Women. Just the way that the team gets gets behind you and gets together. I think that's not something that I've had from other teams. There is a friendship between like a group groups of us, and it's it's a nice atmosphere to be around. And when you've got a coach that sort of believes in you, you feel like you can you can sort of get behind yourself a bit as well. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, when you were when you were going through that, and I mean, in playing, you you said I think you mentioned earlier you went to university in Southampton. Um, yeah, yeah. I did. And then is that kind of when you that's when you found. Uh, the team and the, did you play for them right after that or how did that how did that happen so I, when I was in Southampton I was playing for the university team sort of midweek games um, and then they had their Sunday league team as well so I thought when I was at university I'd I'd go for the Sunday league and the midweek games and I played for them for I think three seasons and it was in my last season, we were playing in the same league as Southampton Women. Okay. Um, and the coach at the time, I think, was Fran. And he, he sort of seen me play against them um, a few times. And he, he approached me at the end of one season and was like, do you want to come along and have a look at um, the team um, and come, come for preseason with us instead? And then that's what I sort of did. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. is that... I mean, I know it's all kind of probably different, but I mean, there was no hard feelings from the people that you, from the team you left. They were like, yeah, that, that, that's fine to go play because that, you, you, that's just what happens. Or, or how did you, did you have a hard time leaving the team or anything? Um, most of the team. So when you're at university, you're only really there for three years or unless you're doing a longer course. So okay. after those three years, I, I had moved back home. Um, so I, everyone else that I was sort of friends with had moved away as well. Um, and so I was looking for like another team that I could sort of have as my base team um, and not have sort of university teams. Your players are in and out, in and out. Um, and it's, I wanted a team that was definitely sort of settled, more settled okay. and sort of a bit more organization. University teams can be quite all over the place. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just I mean, at that point you're moving on a little bit in your life and, you know, it's time to, I don't know, yeah, not settle down, ready, but, yeah. but look for something. There, there's a definite change that probably needs to happen. That, make, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I, was, I was ready for the, the sort of next step up. And I think where Southampton women were sort of growing as a club um, under Fran, I think that he, um, he saw that there was a gap and sort of asked me to come along and I think that for me, it was a good move at the time because it was, it was going to a better team um, and it could improve my football. Yeah. All right. And then, so how, how many years did you get to play with, with before Fran left? Or, I mean, moved, so, not left, but moved on and, and up and, and then you got kind of Simon and Lee and everybody coming in. So it was the same, the same, um, the same time that I joined the club, Fran actually left that same was at this pretty much the same time. Okay. Um, so he asked me to come along and he had obviously other stuff going on. Um, and Simon took over. Um, and yeah. And Lee, and Lee was there as well. I mean, so, so given all of that, like 
you, I, I think you guys train two or three times a week. You play sometimes two games a week. A lot of times it's one game a week, but like, what do you do outside of that? What do you do for work and, and, and uh, fun just kind of outside of, of football? So yeah, outside of football, I, um, I work in a sports shop at the moment. So I was just looking for sort of steady income. Um, and it sort of helped with, with football boots wise as well along the road. But, um, yeah. I just got, I just recently got a new job, um, being a graphic designer. Um, and I sort of did, did our, the sports shop's new website, um, and a few other websites here and there, but that's sort of what I've, I've got into recently. Um, even though my degree is actually in personal training, which is a bit weird, but yeah, yeah. well, my degree is in history and teaching and here I am sitting here doing a podcast about football. So, um, (laughs) it's, 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 it it is what it is. Um, but I mean, do you, I mean, do you enjoy the graphic design stuff? Is that something that you find that you, I mean, did you have any any interest in that before you, before now, or is that just something that's new? Oh, no, definitely. I, my family's a really sort of arty family. Um, my dad's a potter. Um, my sister does fine art. So we're quite a creative sort of family. Um, and I always liked stuff like that. And it was actually when I was sort of doing my own um, personal training business after university, when I was sort of designing my website, uh, that's when I sort of fell in love with the design side and not really any of the personal training parts of it. So that's when I sort of took on doing a couple of websites for people and doing logos and things like that. And then I really got into it. Um, and then that's how it sort of, I fell upon this new graphic design job. Nice. So is it, uh, is it mostly freelance or is it, or you, you have hourly stuff that you go there and do? Hourly stuff that we go and do. Yeah. It's um, a full team um, of people um, in a studio that's just literally down my road. So it's, it's nice. pretty handy. <laughs> pretty handy for me and then and you still are you still at the sports shop as well just for the boot prices or um i'm st- i've still got my foot in the door with the sports shop um doing their website and things so um but yeah it's, it's helped with the boot prices for sure <laughs> i don't know if you can hear my kids it seems like the dog is doing I could, something yeah, I... so <laughs> it, it'll it'll be what it is if i can't cut it out then this will just all stay right. <laughs> which i don't know real life happens um <laughs> normally when we record i record at like 5 a.m my time so they're asleep yeah yeah um no. it's whatever oh i'm going to yell at them now though hey guys <laughs> i'm in the middle of recording and i love you but stop what what i can't hold on one second i'm sorry that's right poppy what's up what do you need? Um, no, have mom do it, babe. Sorry. Speaking <laughs> of fine right. art, my, my daughter is, it's not fine art, but she's currently sewing. She's, it's her cousin's, my niece's birthday, her cousin's birthday. And uh, uh-huh. my daughter is outgrown a dress, so she's sewing different designs on. And oh, cool. she's seven, so she can't tie the knots or anything. So it's like, no. you need to tie the, and it's just like, my hands are bloody, but also like, I, you know, stop. <laughs> and the dog is currently jumping through the window. <laughs> How many children do you have? I have two. I have a 13-year-old son and I have a seven-year-old daughter. 
yeah so the, he just turned 13 so it's it's kind of weird <laughs> do you have any pets no i wish i had a dog oh, well i won't call him stupid he's quite <laughs> he's so small that he has a cat collar and so he just makes a bunch of noise <laughs> but he just jumped up on he jumped up onto a couch and then through the open window that separates me from the rest of the house. <laughs> now he's going to sit here and bug me. Hey. I'm sorry. This normally <laughs> yeah. doesn't happen. <laughs> you can hear in the violence growl, like growling. Yeah, he just wants me to pet him. And we don't even like... Needy. I don't even like the dog, to be honest. You like, don't? We, no. What? Oh, it's, it's, it's more work. Like, the kid wants a dog, and then it's just more work. Like, I got to pick up poop. I got to, like, buy food. I got to... <laughs> I have to walk him. It's just like, this is not, I mean, he's bugging, he's interrupting the podcast. Like it's all, it's fine. <laughs> anyway. um, so if you hear, if people hear him, so, so be it. Um, <laughs> it'll be what it is. Hopefully it's kind of quiet. And I completely lost our track of where we were. I think we were talking about the sports shop and you're still putting the door, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. Said about the sports shop. All right. And then when you're not working, what, what else, what else are you into? I mean, are you, I know you're injured right now, so like maybe what, what what do you do for fun when when you're not injured? When I'm not injured, it's um I sort of go to the gym two three times a week. Um, I see friends mainly weekends because I sort of work longer hours through the week when working in the sports shop. Um, but yeah, anything like that. Um, this afternoon I went for a run. So getting back from the ankle injury, I've been doing as much fitness and sort of. Um, gym work as I can at the moment. Okay. You go to the gym with anybody else from the team or just you because you kind of live far away? Just me because I live really far away from everyone else. <laughs> um, what, so what does a typical match day look like for you? I mean, I know everybody has their kind of their own routine, but what is it? What is, what do you, what do you do? Do you do anything like you have a routine or is it just kind of whatever you, what are, you just wake up and kind of go about no, your day? No, definitely, definitely routine. Um, I, this, the night before I watch match of the day, um, then, well, watch most of the games in match of the day anyway, and then I'll have sort of an early-ish night. Um, then I'll wake up, um, I'll put my pasta on, I'll have some cereal while that's cooking, and then when it hits sort of 11 o'clock, I'll have the pasta, depending on whether it's a home or away game. Um, then I'll start the drive to football, which usually takes me, yeah, like an hour, like I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um Get, get to football, um, see everyone else, sort of relax a little bit. Um, and then we start sort of our, our main routine with the rest of the team, which is sort of going through the tactics, um, what we're going to need to do for the game, um, talk about the opposition um, and everything like that. Yeah, it sounds like what you would expect from somebody who takes it kind of seriously. And I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, after you play, you tend to, you mentioned earlier that you, you know, you run a lot during the game, you run at people, there's, and that's a lot of, that's different than just running, you know, maybe even three or five miles where it's just this kind of constant, uh, steady kind of thing where you are, you know, you're, you're holding the ball up, you're running at people, you're stopping, you're changing direction. What do you feel like at the end of a, at the end of a match? Oh, the end of a match sort of for me is, um, my, my legs always ache. It's only recently I've really been sort of like trying to get my nutrition side of it under control having a bit more protein um, to try and help my legs recover from sort of the games. Mm-hmm. Um, but playing as a, as a striker is a, a whole different cup of tea to different, different positions I've played before. Like I used to be 
um, a center mid. Okay. Um, so that was sort of longer distance running, um, sort of need a bit more strength. Um, but being a striker is sort of, for me, playing at Southampton is, is pace. Um, I need to be able to hold up the ball. I need is more intermittent running. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's and short, sharp sprints. And so that's a different, different type of fitness. So I've had to train slightly differently to get that sort of fitness that I need. Can you can you give me an example of kind of what was maybe some of the training that you've you've changed up to to make that a little easier on you? Oh yeah, definitely. Like it's more more like hit training um, for me. Um, quite a lot of sort of power training in the gym. Um, so that sort of bursting up from um, lunges and things like that. Just getting that sort of bursting motion that's going to help me sort of improve my sprint speed. And anything like that, yeah. So, so, I mean, do you? I mean, do you enjoy playing striker? Then, I mean, having been a central midfielder, that seems to be, uh, you know, the the skill set there is is kind of like vision and and you know uh, control of the ball and being able to pass. And then, uh, and going up and playing striker now, do you you find yourself kind of you know wanting the ball more? Do you find yourself dropping deep trying to get it, or you do you enjoy kind of the challenge of running in behind and, and that kind of thing? Um, I, I've I've enjoyed sort of learning a new position because I've always I've always been as a center mid someone that could score um I, I never sort of doubted myself in that from that point of view but I, I was always playing sort of well when I went to Southampton I was on the wing for quite a bit of it um my first season anyway um and for me that was I was always I think I always played better as a more central player um and playing as a striker I've I am more central, uh, it, but it's more sort of runs in in behind, so sort of using my pace. As a centre mid, we've got some brilliant players in our team that have the vision, and they're able to sort of hunt down the strikers, hunt down the wingers' space. Um, so it didn't we didn't need me to play in the middle really. It's sort of Simon's Simon's idea of putting me up top as a striker, right. and I've been loving it since then. Yeah. And it sounds like you're working at it like constantly. So I think that's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Soaking up as much as I can. Coming into like last season, looking back at last season, I should say, um, you're coming off of two kind of promotions and, and you know, there's, there's some, some kind of change in the team, I guess. And then, you know, what I, I obviously the competition's probably changed a little bit. You, you fell, you know, just, just short of, of promotion. Cause only one team gets, gets uh, promoted out of the league you're in, but um, with that having happened, what what has changed at the team as you guys have kind of come up through uh, the couple of leagues that you guys have played in? I think our, our determination has always been there, but I think now as a team, we've we've got a very strong base of players that hasn't changed for a few seasons, um, and I think that that's that's helped. Um, we have got this season; we've had new additions come in, some really brilliant players that are going to provide sort of off, like someone to fight against um, in the team. So each position, you're sort of fighting against another person to play on the pitch first. Okay. Um, so I think that, that the competition between two people now is, is so strong for every position. I think that that can only make us play better as a team. And I mean, it's probably a pretty common question, but does that, does that help hurt? 
like the the camaraderie that's there at all or does everybody kind of everybody wants the same thing and you guys are all working for it and and everybody's kind of just you and that's the understanding so so it's fine yeah i think every, well, everyone wants to win we want to win every game we we turn up and we we don't care care who we're playing against we just want to win so i think that as long as we've got the strongest people in the strongest positions everyone is going to be fighting for each position I think now we've got three strikers. So everyone, like, I feel like I've got someone breathing down my neck, down my neck. So we've got to, you've got to give it your all every training session, give it your all every game. Um, But we've got in each position, if you're not having a good game, you get taken off and you've got someone that's going to whip up your position. Mm -hmm. There's a a lot more depth in the team maybe than there used to be. Yeah. Depth. Depth is the word I'm looking for. We we got (laughs) that. We got that. <laughs> Putting it about fifty words down to like one word. Ah, it's all right. It's all right. Um, well, I mean, you seem, uh, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, you know, whenever I have, I'm going to have anybody on. I always talk to to Lee a little bit, um, just to get an idea of you know some of the things I can ask and stuff like that. Uh, and mm-hmm. and he kind of described you as being you know super hardworking, very motivated. Um, so I would imagine that you would be somebody who maybe sets kind of goals. And I don't know if there are hard targets for, for like number of goals you want to necessarily, you want to score, but like, I, I imagine you set some sort of bar for yourself um, coming into the season. Um, and, and did, do you do that? And, and, and is that, do you find yourself kind of, I don't know, like setting it and then like for like halfway through the season or a quarter of the way through the season and then kind of moving it up or, or how do you, how do you do that? How do you keep yourself kind of moving on top of just having somebody else, kind of challenging you for your position yeah I think I definitely sort of set goals for myself um this this season for example is has been to try and get my fitness and my strength up like I've really worked hard in the gym um recently sort of upper body and lower body um I felt like I always always neglected my upper body so I've, I've tried to put on some muscle to sort of be able to hold my position um, when I receive the ball and stuff um I'm always looking at, always looking to improve on anything. I'll, I'll watch sort of the game footage that we play um, and I'll watch my positioning, my sort of runs, um, what I can be doing better for each game. So I always want to improve and sort of push as, as much as I can to play the best in that position. Um, yeah. I mean, and your, your uncle that played, does he, does he watch and does he give you feedback or... Does he kind of just leave you to it and because he knows you're you're on it? <laughs> my un- yeah, my uncle always asks, but it's my my dad that comes to most of the games. Um okay. and he always gives me his um his very honest feedback <laughs> <laughs> um of how I've played. But it, it's good it's good now playing at Southampton where we've got the option to watch games over because I think that's greatly helped like my awareness of what when I'm being lazy, when I should be doing should be doing more with the ball when I should be shooting from further out. Um, it, I think it's definitely helped and it helped last season. Wow. Yeah. I, I think that would be a huge kind of advantage, especially, you know, some people won't take advantage of it, but that if you're there looking to get better and looking to improve, you, you can definitely do that. And I'm, I'm pretty critical of myself and others uh, to yeah. the point of a fault sometimes. And, and so I, I, I understand kind of maybe where your dad's, where your dad's coming from. And, uh, <laughs> honest feedback's always good. It just, it's, yeah, it hurts yeah. to hear some, <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, 
I mean, at, at the level that you're playing at right now, I mean, what is, what's the hardest thing to, to deal with? Cause it's not like, you know, it's not like you're getting a, a check at the end of every week to, to play, you know, or you're not doing that. You still have to have a life outside of this and a job outside of this. And, uh, you obviously play because you love it, but what, so is there anything that is, is a struggle or is a challenge at this level? Yeah, definitely. Like self-motivating is got to be up there with, with one of the highest ones. It's, it, you've got to, even at this level where it, it isn't, you aren't getting paid to do it you still at this level, some of us want to definitely be playing higher. So you've got to work off the field at some bits and bobs if you can. And, um, you've got to put the grind in really. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I know you're coming into this current season that's just begun, um, injured right now. Uh, you're, you're getting back. You mentioned you're just kind of getting back to training and stuff like that. But, um, after being kind of so close to promotion last year, um, was it because, because it's such a long season and because there's only one team that gets promoted to kind of go through that entire thing coming off of the, the two back-to-back promotions. Like when that happens, you, you have all this enthusiasm because you're in a new place and all this stuff. And then you get there and you fall just short. Does that motivate you more or does that make it kind of harder to, to kind of say, okay, we have to do this all over again. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, For me personally, I can't speak for others, but, for me personally, that makes me so much more hungry to win it this season. Um, I think as a team as well, we see it that way. The second that we knew that we weren't going to be promoted, we were all like, well, next season we've got it. We, it's ours. We're going to get it. So I, I think that you've got you've to do that. You've got to sort of go for it. If you, if you don't get it, you know you haven't got it, then you've got to get it next season or get it the next closest time you can. Yeah, yeah. All right, well... Um, we have some questions from some teammates. If you'd like to kind of move on towards that, if that's okay. Or if you have anything else you want to say about the season or the team, or if I missed a question that you'd like to, to something you like to talk about, we can do that too. No, no, I think you've got everything. All right. Well, in that case, let's move on to some questions. I got a direct message from someone. I won't say who it says, Hey, I have a couple of questions for Emma. Uh, don't tell her they're from me though, if that's okay. Uh, one, uh, this season, uh, league, this season's league campaign is going to be tough. And the team has has had a good start so far. Uh, what does the team need to do to set them apart from everyone else in the league? I think I think it's our work off the pitch and and being organised. I think we've got that over other teams of how organised we are. We Simon definitely puts in the hours with his tactics and the way he wants players to play. I think that as players we listen, we are willing to listen and. We sort of put in the work at training, um, whereas other teams you're seeing sort of scattering players, getting players together. We, we've got a solid team. We've got people fighting for each position. And I think that that's going to be something that's going to kill off other teams this season for us is that we're organized and we're ready and we're fighting and we, we're hungry for it. All right. Uh, the next question that this person who will remain anonymous uh, but as a teammate, I will tell you that, um, it says, it says, um, what are you looking forward to most this season? Um, I think, I think we, I want to, I want to go as far as we can in the cups, the cup runs. Um, but mainly I want to win the league. I want to have a good season where we, we don't drop points. We win, we win the majority of our games. Um, we've got a, we've got a, 
quite hard against some of the bigger teams in our league. And we know Canesham are a strong, strong team. Mm-hmm. But um, that's going to be our sort of main main opponent. Um, and we we mucked up against them, I think, last last season. So we, we want to put that right for sure. All right. All right. And then a, a couple of people asked, um, you know, you you've kind of watched preseason and, and early on because of your injury. Um, but who has impressed you if anybody has stood out? Uh, and this question comes from uh, Becky Harris is one of the pre- people who sent it in. So uh, what, what if anybody or who if anybody? Uh, has really kind of made an impact or stood out to you this so far this season? Oh, there's, there's definitely a few people. I've been able to watch um, some of the preseason games. Um, I think I think Tash, for me, is looking very, very strong, and she's got very fit. I know how hard she works off the pitch. Um, she's She used, she was playing centre-back, but is now playing in, in a new position. Um, but she's just taken that in her stride, and she, she's... She's going to be hard to try and get that position off of, I think, now. Um, and then definitely another player also in the defence is, is Amy Barnett. Um, she's, she's looking incredibly fast. Um, and she's really, she's got something, she's got confidence, I think, behind her this season because now she knows she is good and she can do it. Um, and she, she's someone that's going to make it so hard for all the strikers, I should know. But um, she makes it hard to try and get round her for sure. During training, is it is it tough to go up against 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 them and try to get get by them? Do you do you feel like that it's makes hard. you better? Totally, yeah. It's making me a better striker. It's playing against the defense. Like we've got Tash, Barnett, Kelly, Sophie, all all of the defense. We had Nat last season who can run and run and run. Um, and we've got sort of new players now as well. I think we've got Hannah just come in who looks like she can sort of threaten attacking wise as well, can go forward. Um, so it's, it's looking really strong. All right. And another question that Becky asked is uh, in terms of, uh, of game day, kind of getting you pumped up, do you, is there any music that you, uh, are you listen to? I know, I know there are a few other members of the team who tend to dominate the, uh, the dressing room. Uh, playlist and and speaker duties but uh, do you have things that you listen to maybe on your drive-in um yeah yeah i um at the moment i've i'm on a bit of a i've listened to quite a lot of drake um so I'll, i've been listening to his new album on repeat for probably like a month now i think um but yeah anything like that sort of i, I prefer more hip-hop music in the car um when, when i get to football it's more sort of pump i think witten and millie talk, take turns doing music but um yeah yeah all right i uh yeah i have not listened to the new drake album i will uh i'm sure i will hear it around campus at some point but i don't <laughs> I, I don't need to purchase it in my uh kind of the, my worst nightmare is when my wife listens to, to music and then my daughter gets in the car and she's like humming along to something i'm like what where did you hear that like how <laughs> where have you heard that? yeah do you know the words like i hope not but anyway uh whatever i've got like a really weird weird taste in music like i i don't really listen to like pop music i'm more like indie rock but then i like hip-hop as well so yeah it's, all. it's a bit of a weird combination <laughs> I, my wife hates that i listen to a lot of um like electronic music at work just because i can't listen to things that that you know, use curse words and things like that. But I really like, yeah, yeah. um, 
like I like listening to like Pantera and Slayer and things like that, but the kids don't need to hear that. So uh, <laughs> it, it's all, you just kind of got to, got to play to the crowd a little bit, depending on what we're doing. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah in the car, when, when you're in the car, it's sort of on your own and you can um, listen to what you want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, oh, I love my dog so much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think mean, you should keep that in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Um, so Christy Bell, who, who has moved on from, from the team asked uh, about free kicks. She said, how are those free kicks going? And I feel like I'm, I'm not a hundred percent. I feel like there's something behind that. Like, it's just a, it's an innocent question, but I feel like the, she's giving you a little bit there. Is that, is there, is there something in that? She is just, she's just amazing at free kicks. I think she scored when we were playing with each other, like, hundreds of free kicks she's just got the right technique for it and i i used to always go on to her about can you teach me because a couple of my free kicks have gone very wayward um over the the last few seasons but um yeah she's um taking a bit of a dig i think yeah yeah she told me when we talked uh we talked the day before a game she told me i don't score goals it's not my game it's not my game uh she came in the next day scored two goals um, one yeah. from a free kick and one from open play. And I was just like, thanks. Like literally it was the day after I put out the episode. I was like, thanks a lot, Christy. Um, yeah. cause I left that bit <laughs> in and now I, I, you know, I look like an idiot. So, uh, it's all right. Um, no, yeah. uh, VJ, uh, asks how the road for, for recovery from injuries going. And, and I think we've talked about that a little bit. Um, he also asked if you're enjoying the added competition for places and it sounds like you are. And he asked about your day job. So I think we've covered all of those. Um, we have. <laughs> but I appreciate him. He he is a big fan of the club and it's it's nice to, I don't know, he he interacts with the, the club Twitter account a lot and uh, mm. and the show. And I appreciate that. So I wanted to make sure we got those in. So we saw them. I yeah. made sure we got the questions in and we're there. Um, Tash asks what your goal tally aim for the season is, if you have one. Uh, is is there one that's there? Um, yeah, I, I sort of want to get 25 goals plus. I'm sort of fighting a bit of a battle, obviously missing out two games already um, and then still trying to get back to full fitness. But yeah, 25 goals plus for me would, would be brilliant. Like, I'd be over the moon with that. Um, and if I am getting regular minutes and I'm keeping fit, then I want to push for top goal scorer in the league. All right. And, and what, what did you wind up with last year in terms of goal scorer? I think I was on 23 or 24. Um, I didn't, I missed quite a lot of games um, due to a few niggles, injuries um, and other stuff. And I think I was subbed off quite a few times as well, just to try and rest, rest my legs. Okay. Um, and uh, give other people time as well. But, but yeah, um, hopefully this season I can sort of get, get back to that sort of form. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a, that's a ton of goals. Um and you guys put up some numbers last year. Uh, I mean, the team put up a lot, a lot of goals at the different points last year. And uh, I think recently, even this year, there was an eight to one uh, kind of scoreline. So hopefully you can get in there and, you know, get three or four in a game like that. <laughs> it'll it'll oh, bring yeah. the confidence right back. Yeah, definitely. We've got, we've got a lot of people in our team that can score. If you looked through sort of top goal scorers in the league, there was a few regulars that were scoring sort of five a game um, for other teams. But in our team, there was, I think we had nearly everyone on the score sheet. We, we were getting regular people sort of um, getting up quite high up there in the top goal scorers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
She also asked what your biggest attribute uh, that you bring to the club is. And I don't know if you want to go into that at all or not. That's a tough one. Hard to answer yourself. I hope I like to think that I'm motivating. I, I like to motivate everyone, like even whether from whatever standard they are, I want to get the best out of everyone and put confidence into everyone. All right. Yeah, that's, I think that's good. And where, what, what are your plans for your career? I mean, over the next uh, couple of years, she, she says three years, but where, where do you see your career going in the next three years? Yeah, I hope to sort of push on this with football as much as I can. Like, obviously, I need to try and keep in full-time work as well. But, um, yeah, I, I want to take it as far as I can. I've still got a lot, of, a lot to do um, to sort of compete in the higher leagues, for sure. I need to get fitter, stronger, um, and sort of hold back on some of the injuries I've been having. But I think I can do it. I, I want to work hard to get, to get there. I mean... I think that's, I think that's great. I think, I mean, you realize that there's a lot of work that needs to go into it and it sounds, you know, from everybody that, that I have spoken to, it sounds like you're, you do that. Like you work super hard and, and you're willing to, you know, to kind of suck up all the knowledge that's out there, uh, from everybody around you. And, and yeah, I hope that, I hope that, I hope it, I hope it happens. I hope it works out. I hope the injuries kind of stay away and that'd be awesome. Yeah, um, thank you. <laughs> uh, Becky uh, Harris back to maybe a less serious question. Um, says, uh, Sophie wants to know if you've gotten any better at FIFA. Um, are you, are you terrible? How terrible are you? Or are you good? And you beat her and that she just wants to make fun of, you now. Oh no, it, we, I, I like to think I'm good at FIFA. And then I, I played against Sophie once and she, she was, she said to me, Oh, I'm really not good. Um, not good at all. And little did I know she plays with um, her, well, it was her, I think it was her boyfriend at the time, but now husband, Ross, um, at most days, apparently. Um, and then she played me and she beat me. So, And now she will not play a rematch. So I think, um, I think I'd quite like to play a rematch with Sophie to <laughs> straighten out that, but she refuses. So, um, but yeah, so... Yeah, I like to think I'm okay at FIFA, but apparently not anymore. <laughs> I, I've pulled a Sophie before. I've done that. I, I, I played a kid once. I beat him one nothing. I, I scored a penalty, and I, I, I refused to play him ever since then. Um, it was a kid at school, so it was like finals week. We we bought the play, but the the Xbox out, and we played, and I beat him, and the class all kind of laughed. And I, ever since then, he's won a rematch, and I won't do it. So uh, I have I have respect for Sophie in that regard, and I'm sorry that you're on the on the wrong end of that. <laughs> Um, oh, but I think the trick is, is, is who do you, who do you play with when you play? What team do you play with? Um, well, I think, I, I think in that game I used, I used Liverpool and I think it was a bad idea against the team that she was playing. Uh, I didn't think very tactically of it, but, um, usually I'll go Man City or, um, I don't know, um, Juventus or sort of, or Atletico Madrid are quite a good team to go with as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tend to just build teams that are super fast and then it's, it's just counterattack, counterattack, counterattack. Cause I find that to be easier. I feel if I can get in behind the defense and just wait a second and let the other guy kind of like make the goalkeeper commit, you can just kind of roll it across the six yard box and, and smash it in. And either I get beat eight, nothing, or I win eight, nothing that, that, that there's nothing in between. So, um, yeah, I, I I can say I'm the best FIFA player in my house, but that doesn't, that's not saying much. (laughs) Because my son doesn't, my son only wants to play Fortnite. So, um, oh no, yeah, it's all good. But, um, 
the box. Sorry, my daughters came in. <laughs> Poppy, why don't you take him in the front room? Okay. Okay, then let's watch the show together. I'm taking a break from the okay? Okay. She has like no, she just had her tonsils removed. So she's just snore really loudly and her okay. voice, like it's been like two weeks now. So like she can like finally like walk around and do regular stuff, but like she, mm. her voice is completely different. Like it's, it's, it's insane. Like she sounds like a cartoon character to me because her voice like used to sound so much different. But anyway. All right. Oh, bless her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she used to snore so loud too. Like it was like, you could hear her all the way through the house. Um, oh god and, and now there's just nothing and so like i, I find myself like walking in there going like are you okay <laughs> are yeah, you awake you're right. are you alive <laughs> um but she's fine um anyway so last question here uh from saints in france uh robbie is uh he also runs saints world which is a, is a website for about the southampton uh, men's team but um he says how did it affect everyone with kirsty and he's referring to kirsty bell uh leaving to join winchester and and Kirsty Bell, what I believe was the first, uh, the first player I ever had on the show. Um, and it was an honor to talk to her. And I know she was, she's played a big part in, in the kind of in the South Hampton women's football club for, for a number of years, but, um, you know, what, what's it like to, to now start a season, uh, without her being there? Oh, it's, it's, it's been tough. Like she, she was always like a sort of the heart and soul of our, our team for sure. Um, she was always she was always great for me to talk to as well. She really inspired me in the way she played, the way she took free kicks, the way she sort of dominated the middle um, in my first season that I came. Um, and she was always welcoming, I think, for everyone. Um, so it's, it's a great loss for our team, I think. Um, the way uh, she, sort of, she could sort of talk to everyone in the changing rooms and stuff as well. Um, and for all of the youngsters coming in, she, she was brilliant at, at giving them sort of time of day um, and welcoming them into the club. Um, we've got, we've had other people though now take on, on the sort of roles that Kirst had, but she's, um, she's going to be brilliant for, for Winchester. I think um, she's, she's incredible to have at any team she plays under. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we were talking a little bit before, I think they are in a different league than you, but I'm not sure. Um, sometimes when I look at the website for, for the league, are in, it's, it's, a like I have a hard time figuring out where I am. So uh, I think, I think we're right in saying that, that you won't see her. You won't have to play against her, which is good uh, because if she has, takes a free kick, we all know how that usually ends up uh, for the opposition. Yeah. So uh, it's, <laughs> it's all good. Um, it's lucky, lucky for us. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I think uh, it's safe to say everybody wishes her the best of luck. You know, um, she Definitely. was, she was a joy to have on the show. She was a joy to kind of watch and interact with. And it's, it's been, it's been great. So, um, uh, I think one more I think that I actually want to ask you is, um, you know, somebody asked about kind of the best advice that you've been given. Um, but then I also want to ask, um, you know, what advice would you give to uh, a, a young boy or girl or somebody who's, who, who wants to play or, or just be successful period, whether it's football or outside of that, like, what would you, what would you say to them? What would you have them do? Um, to help make sure they're successful or increase their chances, the likelihood of them being successful? I think, I think what, what worked for me anyway was, was working hard when I was younger um, 
not necessarily putting in the hours doing little drills and um, dribbling, but just playing as much as you can. Um, I used to play playground football at lunch. I used to then get home, go out and play football in the evening. Um, I think that really helped my game. But also at a young age, you've got to, every person is different and everyone has a sort of different background. So to try and get younger people to believe in themselves at a younger age, I think you've got to, you've got to try and be confident as well as sort of um, putting in the time. Um, for me, when I was younger, for sure, it was, it was always hard because I was quite quiet um, and I was surrounded by people at trials who were loud and confident um, and that put, sort of put me on the back foot. But try and motivate younger people definitely to believe in themselves. I think that that's the way to get them to, to get to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think that, I think that confidence, like you said, is, is, is essential because kids have to believe in themselves and they have to be willing to kind of put themselves in situations to, and and be willing to stand up to people who are super, um, I love my dog so much, uh, who are super, um, you know, who are super loud and stuff like that. But then, uh, you've also mentioned that, you know, you, you get feedback from your, from your dad and you watch video and you're, you're humble enough to know, like I was being lazy there and I need to work at that. And and I think, yeah, you've got to, there's a, there's you've a got to put in the hours as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you've got, it, it's taken me a long time, I think to, to be confident in, in myself, but I know that there's still lots to do. Like I'm confident when I step on the pitch that I am going to get a goal in that game, but it's, it's, and we're going to win, but it's, trying to get the balance of okay well if i didn't do that then how can i get better at that for the next time yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um well i have lots to improve on as well uh both football and uh you know that this as you as you've heard um so so um i hope that you've enjoyed uh being on the show I, it is a pleasure to have you on and uh hopefully we can do it again in in the future yeah definitely it was brilliant thank you so much for for doing this that's brilliant thank you and that does it for this episode of the southampton delivery podcast thank you so much for joining us i hope that you enjoyed it special thanks this week goes out to emma pinner for taking the time to join me in between uh, her job and training and her gym work and everything else that she has going on. Thank you so much. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I enjoyed uh, being able to ask you questions and just have have a conversation with you. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And uh, thanks a lot. Special thanks also goes out to the Southampton Women's Football Club as a whole uh, for a wonderful past two uh, plus seasons of being able to uh, to talk with players and coaches, uh, to have the opportunity to, to get to know so many of you so much better. Uh, and, and just the support you've given me has been fantastic. So thank you so much. Um, and, and Amanda Burroughs, the club secretary, uh, thanks for all your work that you've done in helping me. Uh, this would be impossible without you. If you're interested in sponsoring uh, a player or a coach or just the club in general, uh, and you're in a position to be able to do that, check the show notes. You can get in contact with them on Twitter or Instagram. They're at SOTON Women's FC, the club website and Amanda's email, the club secretary. Her email is down in the show notes. Uh, go check it out. And if you have time to get to a game at some point, do it. Uh, it's a super fun time. Uh, the, the girls are talented uh, and organized, and it's just a real joy to be able to, to watch. So uh, do that if you can. This show is also partnered with the Southampton page, 
For all your Southampton FC news and needs, be sure to visit the Southampton page on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The links are in the show notes. Uh, the artwork for the show is done by Matt Beeling of the We Are Southampton page on Instagram. Uh, if you're not already following him, please do so. He does fantastic work. Uh, you won't be disappointed. If you want to follow this show on Twitter or Instagram, we're at SFCDELL underscore IVERY. And we're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash SFC delivery. There is no underscore in the Facebook address, uh, but I promise to uh, make it worth your while. The music for the show comes courtesy of the Free Music Archive at freemusicarchive.org. The intro song is Epic Song by Box Hat Games. And the end of show credits that you're listening to now is Aim is True by Pottington Bear. Uh, you can follow this show wherever you listen to podcasts, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes, ACAST, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, uh, or wherever you listen. And uh, yeah, until next time, remember that together, we march on. <laughs>